0: January first, two thousand twenty-four. We're in Masechet, Babaka Mandaf Yoda Mudbe, two lines from the top, two words before the end of the line where it says Matkifla. This morning's class is dedicated by Eddie and Sophia Rishti in honor of the birth of their new baby girl. The Gemara, if you recall, is in the midst of dealing with those words in the Mishnah. The Mishnah says that even if a person was Machshir, he set forth partial miksat nezik partial liability or partial uh, potential for damage to befall whatever we're dealing with. Nonetheless, there'll be circumstances where he will be responsible to pay for the entirety. What's that talking about? So the Gemara already answered that based on a beraitah. It's talking about where an initial person dug nine Fahim in a pit of a bor, and the last one adds that final one. In such a circumstance, the final person, the final touch on the bor, on the pit, is what makes that person entirely liable. We discussed that, but the Gemara moving forward has been challenging. Aren't there others? Aren't there other cases that we could attribute to that case in our Mishnah? The Mishnah I was talking about where I did only partial preparation. I'm nonetheless responsible for full damage compensation. Here are two lines from the top, if you recall. The Gemara says, "Matkifla rav Papa the Ha'ika, Isn't there the following case? Had It's found in a beraita as well. It's in a beraita, but the beraita over here is not explaining the Mishnah or those words in the Mishnah. It's independent. But the case is quite clearly: Hamishashi yashivu al If five people sat on a single bench, veloshibiruhu, and by sitting on it they didn't break it. Uba but then a sixth person arrives on the scene, and by sitting on it he breaks it. Such a circumstance as the Mishnah Aharon hayav, the last person's liable for compensation. Well, that being the case, before we even move onward, maybe we found another case that we can attribute to the words in our Mishnah. The words in the Mishnah were, I was makshir miksat nisko, I prepared partial damage. This individual is only the sixth person to sit on it when there are five already on it, and nonetheless he's entirely hayav. Says the Gemara before we continue onward, uh, some mysterious cryptic words, which we'll have to return to, of course. And Rav Papa, who's the one who's asking this question, says that the case is talking about Kigon, for example, an individual like Papa Bar Abba says Rashisha al-Basar. He was an obese, overweight person. How does that affect the halacha? We'll have to address and deal with. But at the moment, we'll just have to accept those words and understand that that's the case that's being suggested by Rav Papa as a challenge. Why don't we mention that as the explanation to our Mishnah. Says the Gemara, well, if you want to make that suggestion, if you want to make a clear claim, you need to give me the full context. What's the specifics of this case? Perhaps you'll tell me, maybe without that final sixth person, the bench wouldn't break. Peshita. Then it's quite simple that he's entirely liable. It wouldn't have broken without him. By him sitting on the bench, well, that is what makes The breaking, and as a result, he'd be entirely responsible. That can't be what the Mishnah is talking about. There's no Hidush in that. Rather, even without him, the bench would have broken. If that's the case, says the Gemara, So then uh, what did he do? Which, as we've explained already, is a dispute between Rashi and Tosafot, how to interpret those words. Either he's therefore not liable at all, Rashi, or Tosafot, he's liable for a sixth. He, pl- he pays his portion in addition to the others. But when it comes down to it, says the Gemara, this case in the Beraita, I can't really pinpoint what it's talking about. We tried to suggest that would be the case in our Mishnah. We said, no, nah, it can't be. We don't have anything meaty in order to attribute to the case in the, berait- in the Mishnah. But the Beraita as well. Keep in mind, if I was just making up a case and saying maybe that's the case of the Mishnah, you could ask questions on me, you can knock me out. You can't knock out a Beraita. Says the Gemara, Sof Sof, matnita hecha sof, sof means ultimately speaking. At the end of the day, when all is settled, matnita this beraita hecha How do you explain it? How do you answer it? The Beraita is either simple. If the sixth person is the only one who's putting the force on it, which breaks it, or it doesn't make any sense, he shouldn't be entirely liable. Answers the Gemara, and we began reading this on Friday. As perhaps the case is that without him, meaning the sixth person, ihu means him, we switch the taf with Shin. it would be nishbar, it would break the bench wood, in two hours but now that he sat on it, it broke the hadasha in just a single hour. Well, so what? As a result, the Amrele, the five men or women, whoever's sitting on the bench already, can and should say to the sixth person, this is all on you. If not for you. We would be uh, sitting on this bench more than an hour, and we would get up before the period where we felt it sinking in, sagging, and it would be k'ayam, and it wouldn't have broken. So says the Gemara quite clearly, that's the case. The case must be that it was going to break anyway. It was a matter of time. He sped up the process. It's in turn his responsibility, says the Gemara, hold on. He can have a claim back to them. Those five men are looking at him angrily and say, this is your fault. We were going to do this right. he could and should and would respond to them, If not for you, atun means you, bididi, meaning with me, lahava mitbar, the bench wouldn't have broken. In other words, his claim is just as clear and as strong as their claim. Their claim to him is, if not for you, the bench wouldn't have broken. His claim back to them is, well, guess what? If not for you... I'm not that fat, I'm not that obese. It was only with your support in terms of weighing down that bench, says the Gemara. Therefore, we can't simply suggest this case as we had it until now. It must be final line in explaining that It must be that at the time, that the man, the sixth man, is leaning on them, Tavar, it broke, which means to say that it's them, maybe, it's they, the five men on the bench who broke it, but they would have been getting up, as we mentioned earlier. He, however, doesn't allow for them to get up. Now, he didn't actually sit on it. His weight never touched the bench, but he blocked their uh, ability to get up. Therefore, says the Gemara, well, uh, Peshita, that's simple then. If he blocked their ability to get up, then it's on him. They were going to get up. They claimed him. They said, what do you mean? We were trying to get up. Of course you're liable mahu here's the chidush, and we're so far from where we began at this point, that we're suggesting that the case mentioned in the Bira'ita of the five men on the bench, and the sixth one who came along, it's not that the sixth man sat down with them, it's that the sixth man prevented their ability to stand up, and as a result, he's entirely liable, peshita, of course, he's entirely liable, mahu tema. maybe you would have said abroad, and significant law, maybe his energy, his strength, which is not directly on the bench, but it's preventing them from getting up. He's blocking them. So it's somewhat indirect. It's not his weight, which ultimately speaking is crack, cr- cracking the bench. It's that he's not allowing them through his strength to get up. Maybe we would say that his strength is removed enough from the damage, and only gufo, his body literally touching the item, the object which breaks is what makes you liable for compensate compensation. Kama that's the hidush the novel statement of the beraita de that your body and your strength are equivalent with regards to damages, de de tavar. After all, any place, any situation where your body broke something. It's not per se just dead weight that broke it. We look at it as tavar. it was your strength as well which was breaking. Or damaging something that's where all the dust settles in this sugya, that's where everything ends. There's one last challenge, but with regards to the five men on the bench, that's where it ended. It ended in this suggestion five men, sixth man came along, doesn't allow for them to get up. Of course, he's liable. Not so fast, not so simple. Why not so simple? Why not so fast? Because. Maybe the fact that he's not physically on the bench would exempt him in some respect. Absolutely not. The Kollecha, any situation where there's his goof, his body, it's his koach, it's his energy. Saying that as well. the five guys on the bench were not allowed to get up because this guy was watching them, or it's not put, a park bench. Let's... He was forcing he was, them. He, he was there. forcing them to sit. And their body weight... Five guys against one. Keep in mind, their body weight their body we're maintaining would take two hours. two hours. He forced them to stay on it for two hours. But so we wanted went. to get up. And we felt it saying, we're about to get up. And you blocked us, you pushed us down. It's on you. Why they say that huh? overweight guy? Aha. Uh-huh. So we have to return to, uh, Jeffrey I I you, that Jeffrey remembers, I told you, what's with the overweight individual that we mentioned earlier in the Gemara? Well, what did that have to do with anything? So for that... We have to ironically turn backward Tosafot at the bottom of Daf Yoda Muda'lef. I see, uh, for some reason or another, when they printed Gemarot, they weren't always perfect in terms of the uh, putting the page together. They were dealing with old typesetters and things of that sort. They needed to fit everything onto the page from time to time. You see over here, when we were on Yod Amud Aleph, we had some of Rashi's for that Amud on the top of Yod Amud Bet. When it's dealing with this Tosafot, even though it's going on our Gemara later, it's put on the bottom of Yod Amud Aleph. It's just there's no secret as to why, other than it's the way it fit the page based on the typesetters at the time. The bottom Tosafot Kegon Bar Aba, that's where Tosafot weighs in on this issue. Remember, those are the words, that's the individual, Hazit, who's known as the obese, overweight man. Papa Bar'aba Kigon, for example, says to safot, Mefaresh Rashbam. Rashbam is the Bishimuel bin Meir, of course, the grandson of Rashi, a grandson of Rashi. Denakat Papa Bar'aba, the reason the Gemara chose to talk about Papa Bar'aba, or better yet, Rav Papa, spoke about him in explaining the beraita as such. Lefi the reason is, The reason is because a regular bench, which is left in front of my house, even on my property, is open for anyone and everyone to use, provided that, they have a normal average weight. If they're exceptionally overweight or overweight to the extent that they know, I know, objectively speaking, they will pose a danger to my bench, they can't sit on my bench. However, this bench is open for anyone who's average. If it were to break by an average weight individual or individuals, we call that like meta mehamat melacha. We'll learn about that much later. If you've learned baba yeah, Mitzya, you're familiar with that. When someone's sho'el, when someone's borrowing someone else's uh, item, if they use it in the regular fashion, I'm just using your animal exactly as an animal would be used. I'm plowing my field with it. I'm riding Whatever the circumstance is, if it's meta Mechamat melacha, I wasn't pushy. I wasn't negligent, I'm not liable. So too over here says tosafot so far from Rashban. The case, we don't know exactly, but said, leads us into it, Rashpa and he says, listen, this bench is open for average weight individuals. If it's going to be aval, papa mishuneh ve'kaved, if alternatively, the weight of the individual sitting on it is mishuneh, it's abnormal, or it's a beyond the regular weight, he's kaved Mishar ben adam, he's more heavy than the regular person, In Sha'ulo, in that circumstance it's understood. (coughs) It's an unwritten rule. I have my bench, it's open, provided that you're the average weight. And according to Rashbam, here's the punchline in how to read the Gemara. The initial statement of Rav Papa, when he interjects and so Oh, you wanna know what the Baraita was talking about? An overweight individual. It's talking about all the men sitting on the bench. Every single one of those men has no right to be on the bench. That's the initial statement. Even is the first five. Even the first five. They, they Me, they, together, more the week.
1: Each one, one of them,
0: them has no right. Now, they're not per se each one going to break it. But the fact that they're overweight means they're supposed to know this is not, you're not allowed to just go onto the bench. Yeah, that's, that's the unspoken rule that, that we all work with. When I put my bench out, I don't expect someone who's potentially going to bring, I don't know, a rickety nature to it. So the Gemara then is when Rav Papa makes that statement he's talking about all of them. Therefore continues Tosafot. How do I know there's a to Mideka amar besamuch. De'amar lehu ilav at. De'amar lehu at. Hawayat finan purta vekayamin. Mashmadi im haya nishbar. Mishmadi im haya nishbar. Hayu hayavim, says Tosafot. How did Rashbam know this? Because remember the specific conversation we reviewed. The review and the final lines, not the final, but the final lines, what? They say the five to the number six. I say, listen, we had two hours on this. And then we would have gotten up. Pause for a second. What do you mean then we would have gotten up? You could have sat there from here till tomorrow. If it's open for everyone and it's like using the animal in the natural fashion and you're the average weight, you were all allowed to be there and there was no problem with you being there. The fact that they say we would have gotten up before two hours exposes to us that had they stayed on it up until hour two, they would have been liable for compensation. Why are they going to be liable for compensation? Unless they're all overweight. And That's why they would have umihu. Okay, so that, when we read the Gemara, then, we're supposed to, says Rashbam, read it right away and say, he is providing Raf Papa for us, context. He's saying, I know what you think. I know what you're thinking. The bench, why are they liable? Why is anyone liable? You're allowed to sit on the bench. Nobody here was allowed to sit on the bench. We're dealing with an overweight club. And yeah, as a result, they're not allowed to be on this bench. They got up after an hour, nothing would happen. That's correct. That's correct. That's oh, why yeah, they... That's right. Again, they have full right to be, they don't have full right to be on it. It's, they're on it at their own risk. He says to them, it's an unspoken rule, you're not supposed to be on this. You want to be on it? At your own risk. If, if, uh, if Judashimo's on it, no problem. It breaks, there's no risk. If, if that guy, if Papa Barabas on it, it's at his own risk. As a result, or, or it's understood. Uh, that's right. I think it's an unspoken thing. Everybody knows thing. if you're... Uh, but that's right. Now, at that point, therefore, if they stay on it past an hour, two hours, whatever it is... When it comes to the breaking, whenever it breaks, even if it broke within five minutes, they just know it's going to break only after two hours. They turn to him and they say, we would be liable then, but now it's your fault. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're just providing context according to this. says mm-hmm. to But in the conclusion, according to the conclusion of the Gemara, remember what the conclusion of the Gemara was. The number six guy is only liable because he's preventing them from getting up. Who cares if they're overweight or not overweight? He's going to be liable, and only he's going to be liable. That whole conversation we conjured, up was all off the board now. Okay, so that says, according to Rashbam, in the conclusion of the Gemara, you don't need to any longer say that one of them was overweight and the other one wasn't. The conclusion of the Gemara is that he, irrespective of his size. Maybe his size is what makes him be able to prevent them. But the people who are on it, we no longer need to argue, we're overweight as well because the Hidush in the final line just is that kohol kegufo irrespective of size of the people on it, whether they were allowed to be on it or not, his pushing them down is what's going to make it. Therefore, says Tosafot, this became practical. Umitok kach, based on this, rashbam patar arba'am b'nei adam shi'ashivu al safsal echad shel almana Vishabiru. That's a fascinating thing. Tosafot says the Gemara came to life for rashbam. A dream come, well, not really. But four men sat on a safsal, a bench of an almana of a widow and hazid the it broke, they tur- she turned to Rashbam, I imagine crying, saying, can you believe it, is it possible? And Rashbam said, well, they're not liable. Why are they not liable? Well, it's open for everyone to you. No, it's not open, they weren't overweight. That's how Rashbam was posek based on our Subya over here. His brother, Rabbein Uttam, in just a moment is going to disagree with him. But again, to review, according to Rashbam, the only reason that line was interjected by Rav Papa was to provide context, to explain to us liabilities. In the conclusion of the Gemara, you didn't even need to know that any longer. It's not per se the case. It's just that the guy who's preventing them is strong enough to keep them down. What's that? They're not going to be all Hayav if he's the one who's preventing them. them. But that was correct. That's the reason we can imagine them all being Hayavis only because they were overweight, according to this reading. Right. According to... So, so there's five guys sitting, <coughs> the sixth guy came and sat with them, or the five guys got up and then In the conclusion, to... of Gemara, conclusion of our Gemara? The conclusion of our Gemara, the sixth guy didn't even sit with them. He just blocks them and their weight breaks it. Uh-huh. So that he's liable. He's liable. And let's say he's the sixth guy and also just decides to join to sit. And he's, and he's sitting with them. Okay. And they're all, all overweight. They're all regular weight. Absolutely. No liability. Everybody's allowed to be on it. No, the sixth guy is not allowed. To Why not? It. He puts it over the top. I what? Think. I thought he puts it over the top. The understanding is the only time you're going to be liable is if you're not supposed to be on this. If you're allowed to be on this and you fit on it, okay. If he's sitting on their lap, okay. So that's not right. But if you're a normal weight, the assumption is benches are built so that it can fill people with uh, body weight under 200 pounds filling it entirely if he's lying on top of them okay then he's going to the understanding now, is not so. sitting on the bench it gets destroyed and nobody's liable. nobody's liable i borrow your donkey your horse your car whatever i'm i borrow your car and i'm driving it down right. the highway and all of a sudden it stops you're going to say to me "Harari, you're liable what did i do i drove the car exactly like i was i was Meta mehamat Goes, if you're uh, in college, right? Not in you of Because yeah. in my mind, it was a park bench. Why not? You could get up, Why not? Bench, you it's got to be a, a weaker it's wood so it's park Yeah, up. yeah well, okay. He, he, he made it tight. He made it tight. He, he, he stands stand in, in front of them. Right. Says okay, the, says the Gemara, says the Then the 90 Fahim and the tenth Fahim where the guy who dug the 10th is the cause of the in, in the, the nine, nine Fahim Same thing, no? Mm-hmm. The last guy is really well, pushing... Well, hava- at what oh, point? No. In the conclusion of the Gemara, it's not similar at all, because the final guy, the, the first five guys didn't do any act of damage. Well, their act of sitting on it is a damage It's not himself, a damage, no? no. Well, if they were there for two hours on their own. they were there for two hours there. on their own, but they're not going to be there for two hours if not for his preventing them. So he did the whole thing. So if the bench said maximum weight, the and future. then the sixth guy was the one who made it go maximum Absolutely, Hayat. So Absolutely. Where is Absolutely. Bench? What's that? Where is his bench? It's on the shootayahid, it's on someone's so uh, property, front of the house. You know, you walk still by some houses, that bench or offensive. Cattle. The assumption is the bench being out is permitted for people to use. If it says no usage, not. You know. I says the Gemara. Says, Safot, excuse me. V'Harav Rabenu Azriel Rabenu Azriel, one of the other rabbis from the time period of Rashbam of Rabenu Tam, he was involved in the same case. The Almana, the widow comes crying, my bench is broken. He said they're liable, but they were all regular weight. But how does he interpret our Gemara? Clearly, his reading of the Gemara is going to be different than Rashbam. According to Rashbam's reading, provided that they're regular weight and the bench doesn't have or has a maximum capacity and they're under that, they shouldn't be liable, how would he explain it? ורבינו tam Mifarish. The brother of Rashbam, Rabenu Tam. You see, Rashi had many grandchildren. To this one son, to excuse me, this one daughter who was married to Rabbi Meir, uh, there were two notable sons: Rabenu Tam, Rabbi Yaakov, ben Meir. That's the one we're reading about right now, and the one earlier, Rashbam, Rabbi Shemu'el ben Meir. So these are brothers disagreeing with one another. Rabenu Azriel is just another rabbi from the same time period. The Rabenu Tam Papa for a different reason. Mishum kamar bemaskana. Uh, Before we read onward, uh, it means that according to Rabbeinu Tam, the word Maskanah means conclusion. That was preempting the final line. When Rav Papa jumped in after we cited the Beraita, oh Kegon Papa Baraba, he was already had mindset on the final line. He was answering his question immediately after stating it. We just didn't know what he was talking about. How so? Why? Why is that significant? Papa shu adam According to this, says Rabbeinu, Tam it goes like this. Rav Papa asked the question. Remember, he cited the Beraita. He says, what about the case where there's five people sitting down, and a sixth person comes along? This is what he meant to say. He jumps in and he says, oh, the sixth person, and only the sixth person is the overweight person. Doesn't mean per se he's overweight. It means he's overweight or he's muscular or he has strength. It's a description of the final line of the Gemara. It took us a few lines to get there. It's initially Rav Papa jumping in. I started the class. I asked the question. I planted the answer at the onset. It took me some time to figure for you some time to figure out what I'm talking about. He says those words to explain. Only when the guy, number six, is preventing them. Who's going to be able to prevent them? A strong, overweight, muscular person. That's what it meant. It has nothing to do with maximum, minimum, average weight of the people on the bench. It wasn't our issue. Our issue only was with regards to the final guy who's preventing them. Which means to say, back to the question of uh, Charles, uh, it means that the stem, the, the general unspoken rule is... You have no right to be on my bench. You sit on it at your own peril. you like Rabbeinu Tam yet again, Alan, right? Because according to Rabbein Tam's reading, you're not allowed to just sit on the bench. It's my bench. Unless I gave you express permission, you came and you sat on my bench. What do you mean anyone's allowed to sit on the bench? That's why Rabbeinu Azriel said that those four men who sat on the Almanaz bench are liable. If, alternatively, he's not so strong, and he's not that fat, and that's an important detail, Then those five guys sitting down, we say to them, You guys are just lazy. No, he was blocking us. He was blocking you. You could have pushed him out of the way. You guys are five guys. He's not a muscle man. He's not. Why does such. And according to this, as I mentioned throughout, Rav Papa was really answering his question immediately. It emerges from Tosafoto that the final lines of our Sukhya have a dispute as to the context. That initial line of Rav Papa, we're dealing with the overweight person, is either to define the context in general, who's allowed to sit, why would they be liable, or it's really just preempting trying to speak to the final line. Does it sound like Rabbeinu Utam or like Rashbam in our sugya? Rosh quite clearly in Siman Yod says, come on, the sugya doesn't read like Rabbeinu Utam. Rabbeinu is in the middle of the sugya, The middle of the sugya. says, oh, like the fat person, Papa Baraba. It doesn't say it on the final line where they're preventing. Rosh has that and one other question and says it seems clear like Rashbam, which opens up the possibility for us to just go sit on people's benches, provided that we're fit and uh, not overweight to a certain extent. All right, that's what we have with regards to this sugya. So we close this thus far. We haven't been able to find a challenge to the initial explanation to the Mishnah, a case where I did partial preparation of damage, but I'm liable for entirety. We tried three so far and we struck out on each one. Says the Gemara, I have yet another one and this one's probably the most famous. V'tu leka. That's about, uh, I don't know, 18 lines from the top. First word on the line, is there not more cases we could attribute to the case in the Mishnah of I only did partial but I'm liable for all isn't there the following again well known unfortunately and it's a gang murder how so uh, 10 men surround a single individual and then each of them holding their own staff their own rod uh, hit him Club, I love Beautiful, right? indeed, indeed. It comes up in Sanhedrin uh, in, in, in a more significant oh, way than in this sugya. Ben bevatahat, ben irrespective of whether they take turns hitting or they do it all at once, which brings forth. Brings forth his death, umet, kulan peturin, according to the first opinion here in the beraitah hachamim, they are All exempt from death penalty. None of them is entirely liable for death penalty. As a result, none of them are put to death with mitat retzach herig in such a situation. We'll have to figure out why in a minute says listen if they're all striking at once I got to give it to you we can't attribute the death to one of them as opposed to the other if they're taking turns the one who who, uh, who deals the final blow he's liable why so his words because he made closer he brought forth the final stage of death of final breaths of that individual They'll exempt from death penalty. We're not going to put them all to death. We're going to exempt them from death penalty. Over here, we can attribute the final blow to one guy, and he'll now we'll have so to figure out dead. in just a... like what he's bringing close to death, death, which the first guy did as well. Each one of those but the really ultimate exposed. demise, the ultimate I, demise, I, I, the actual death, of, of course, very, uh, of course, of course. Uh, so we'll in a moment deal with the sourcing, Rashi will cite it to, to, for us uh, from Masechet Sanhedrin, as uh, Joey said earlier. But before that, why is the Gemara citing this here? The reason the Gemara is bringing this is because we're suggesting according to Rabbi ben Betera, nice. I have another case. Rabbi Uda ben Betera says if they take off turns, even though the final strike was just one hit, he didn't do every... If it hadn't been all the guys who preceded him, this person wouldn't be dead. Nonetheless, the final guy is liable. How come the Mishnah is not talking about Rabbi Uda ben Betera? And this halacha, first things first, where are they coming from? What's their logic over here? If you take a look at the left-hand side in Rashi, maybe eight lines before they get wide, it says... Um, first, piturin on the Jeffrey question when they do it all at once. Mm-hmm. Says Rashi. We have a safek, we have an uncertainty. Who did the killing when they do it? You can't tell me we're going to put them all to death. You don't put someone to death unless You'll you're certain that they're the murderer. Nizikin is damages. And now we're talking One about of the two answers of the Gemara, Jessica, it's almost like you've been hanging out with Eli. One of the two answers of the Gemara will be the reason this isn't the case in our Mishnah is because our Mishnah was talking about damages. This is a case of Death penalty of death, absolutely. But first, shekirev mitato. This is the dispute between Rabbi Judah ben and Is when they do a bezah hazeh one after the other with the clubs, are they? Is the last one liable or none of them? Again, Rashi upluktayu and the at the argument. Rabbi and and Rabbanan it's explained by Sanhedrin or it's, it's clear by Sanhedrin. It explains it based on verses, based on proof texts. How The Bazook in the Torah, which describes being put to death for murdering another person, has an extra word in it. It says, anyone who strikes the whole or coal, which is a hard word to translate, soul of another person. How do you translate kol? Uh, we could translate the word kol as whole, entirety, that's hachamim, unless you entirely take his life, you're not liable. Or kol means kol dehu, any amount, kol, any, any part of, in other words, the word kol in Hebrew, kaflamid, is a hard word to translate. It means on the one hand everything, but at the same time you say kol shehu, any of the full amount as well. That's the dispute. How to read that word kol in the Torah, leaving logic aside, that's the Mahlokid in terms of sourcing. So we'll conclude for the moment then the Gemara on a question. The Gemara's question again is, how come we're not counting this case of Rabiudab ben Betera as the case in our Mishnah? It should be noted, Tosafot. Okay, we'll come back to that tomorrow and we'll see the conclusion of the Gemara as well.